WNBC. WNBC. All right, bye, everyone. See you next time. Bye. What, was that doing? really our starter? You want to start? Yeah, over? it's it's ticking. <laughs> WNBC. WNBC. Big energy, BC. Woo! How you doing on this Saturday night, everybody? Or whatever this night this comes out. Jack. How's Wolfman and Jack talk? Wolfman and Jack. I can't even remember. I remember Wolfman uh, and Jack was a big deal. It's so Wolf fucking weird. Wolfman and Jack. I think he had sort of a... He, yeah. I don't think he was as low as you might think, but he was like Just raspy. raspy and crap. Wolfman and Jack. Ugh. Some shit like that, exactly. <laughs> Just uh, the fact that everyone in the country knew this one DJ and shit. So weird. It is weird. <laughs> the different times, man. Now with all the YouTubers and shit, just I wonder what he even did. Influencers. Like antics. Did he do not, any Howard really type antics, know, or was he just like, "This is the coolest record no one else is playing"? And shit, you know. Yeah, was he like actual talk guy or a DJ? You know that. I think he was just like a DJ. Thought so but, too. You know, they talk in the middle of the song sometimes. Sure. It's just like yeah. That song shit. takes me back to nineteen fifty. <laughs> And it came from a song. From and then there's, of course, Casey Kasem. Exactly. This is Casey Kasem, the top 40. But uh, did you ever hear that rant he went off on yes. about? Fucking amazing. Legendary. Anyway. And the fact that he was Shaggy's voice and shit, right? <laughs> That's Fucking great. Crazy. Casey Kasem, legend for Shaggy, if nothing else. <laughs> like Scoob. Fucking. Uh, uh, what the what fuck are we doing? talking about? What movies did we just watch? I, I don't just even remember. God bless, God bless America and Possessor. Oh, yes. Bobcat Goldthwaite's God Bless America and is it Brandon Cronenberg? Yeah, I believe so. Son of David so. Cronenberg, Possessor, which was which your pick. Yeah. And it's interesting that he went down the same road his dad did. Some people like... I mean, at least when it comes to this, you know, it being this sort of body horror, Gore and dicks you know, and psychological horror type yeah. shit, yeah. Um, but anyway, we could get to that. Um, d- does it matter what order we do? I don't know. We Last time, time we did yours like, first. <laughs> Let's just talk about it. So we're talking about it anyway, so. Let's talk about Possessor first. Yes. Um, so it might be less fun or something. Start with, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. Um, so you know, since I picked it. Shit. Does that mean you you describe it, right? That's the rule since I picked it. Yeah. All right. Essentially, it kind of steps on some idea we had with like this body swapping, murdery shit. Mm-hmm. Very loosely steps on it, but it kind of pisses me off that a fucking agent and shit was like, and everyone who read yeah. it, this is too horror like. Right. Like, Fuck you. Now this guy went and did the same horror type shit. Fuck all of you. Visionless yeah, fuck. This, an invisible man, too. This and th- that both confirmed for me that there's definitely not only a place for but possibly even more of a demand for the version we right were and they're always like it's too in. dark it's just fuck yeah. off that's what this sh- should needs be. needs to be, be some dark. source code running and fucking mm-hmm. good guy shit positive ending happy ending basically and like no anyway the shit anyway <laughs> it's so, basically uh andrea riseborough who's just in fucking everything nowadays and she looked amazing yeah i didn't realize he was no makeup having picked and, yeah, she was in my last pick too. The, yes, Death of Stalin. I didn't even realize that that when um, I picked this, that she was the star of it. You know, it's like a Jessica Chastain comes along and is in everything for yeah. a minute. Now the she's in everything. And yeah. yeah, but it's kind of like a highfalutin it girl. It's not like Cameron Diaz yeah. is in all a these bit of like Tilda Swinton in her. And yeah, shit. Exactly. yeah, like I got that vibe. Uh, Naomi Watts did mm-hmm. it for a minute. You know what I'm saying? And they're all yeah. fucking awesome. Anyway, all time. So she plays essentially some assassin who works for this nebulous little company, and Jennifer Jason Lee is sort of her handler, and they take over bodies so that they can use those bodies to assassinate people. And it's like a short time frame thing. You have a window to do it before you start getting brain damage and shit like that. And essentially Eventually, she gets an assignment. Um, it's that Chris Abbott dude who I first saw in Girls, 
<clears throat> but he's like kind of the softy boyfriend of Lena Dunham or something, right? Wasn't he in Girls? He was that dude. Um, I don't remember, but but he's a pretty good actor. Now he's coming up. He's in everything. He was Yosarian in that Catch Twenty Two limited series mm-hmm. they made. Um, I still have to check that out. Saw him in this movie James White. He's like a junkie. He's really fucking good in it. Just a good dramatic actor and shit. Motherfucker has an Adam's apple on too. You see that thing? Uh, yeah. Think about crane looking shit. I know. Like if Adam's apple is masculine, yeah, it's some, dude's a man and shit. Um, that's my that's my log line. My elevator pitch. Look at this fucking Adam's apple. So anyway, though, she takes I'm him sold. over, and it's more of a struggle this time to control the body or not, and it kind of just all goes to shit. Because the lines get blurred between him controlling the body and her controlling it, and which again kind of steps on our shit a little bit. Where it's like, imagine she's taking you over, you're him, and you come to, and you're like, "What the fuck did I just do? Why is there blood everywhere?" You know? Yep. But very similar. So that's the gist of it. It's very muted, very low key, and somber kind of. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, didn't it kind of didn't have the stanky charm, not much warmth at all. Shit. Very cool, didn't have one. It was great, sorry, it was great, cold, clinical, kind of Kubrickian kind of shit in that regard. But his dad's old stanky shit kind of has that yeah. stank charm, yeah, it has it. more the like heart, yeah, the, exactly. Know? Like, this, like not heart in like the Steven Spielberg sense, but just, just in terms of like the approach, you know, the general warmth of it, you know. Um, I don't know. It, it it didn't, yeah, it really move me much in any way, uh, which, you know, his dad's stuff did still seem to do, like, not because it, 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 like, plucked my heartstrings either, but it just, there seems to be some passion to, the, the you know, his dad's approach more, you know, like, more just... It's it's coming from a different place, I guess. Yeah, just kind of scrappy, salt of the earth. Yeah, and his shit has changed yeah. over the years. I mean, if you think talking like the Brood and the Fly and video drone yep. shit, definitely that. And then later, now you know, again, we haven't seen as much of his shit as we should. Honestly, I need to start hitting the modern Cronenberg yeah. stuff. Um, oh, yeah, like Eastern Promises and stuff, which is definitely I mean, that's different from 10, his 15 other, years which ago I've now. seen. Oh, shit, you know, yeah, right. But, uh, but yeah, that's not what comes to mind when I think Cronenberg. Like that again, the more body horror type shit. Mm-hmm. Um, Existence. Do you remember that one? That was a trippy. Yeah. Movie. Like not uh, great, but there was something. No, just... no, no. Yeah, it's. I mean, this is far more technically <laughs> right. Well, that's again, it's sort of the same problem we keep seeing where things when they become too glossy and. Mm-hmm. Uh, the technology makes it too easy to make it beautiful and everything and give it this like tone that like it's it, it, you know it's sort it of a crutch in a way of an upstream color remember that shake mm-hmm. ruth the guy who made primer yeah where you're kind of like you know i respect what's going on but i don't know mm-hmm. if i'm really digging the performances are great mm-hmm. it's, you know we talk about uh, do you want to talk about why you done. picked it sort of nolan like Yep, no one's kind of the same for me. Mm-hmm. I come away just like appreciating the technical and even the decisions made, but there's something about the storytelling itself that doesn't feel super engaging. Right. Like, I don't know. It's weird. Mm-hmm. Um, Denise Villeneuve it, or whatever, Dune feels yeah, the I was same thinking way. Him too. All this shit yeah. kind of, it's just uh, like it's cold and scary, but yeah. Prisoners had a little the more heart enemy. to it. Yeah. Enemy is more what I'm talking about. Yeah, like, where uh, you, just, you walk away a little, like, disaffected or something. Yeah, you know? even Which Sicario. is cool, too. I mean, you know, that's that's a right, something, right. you know. Um, People say that about Kubrick. I mean, Kubrick though, right? was telling different, he was doing some different shit. Yeah, it was a bit more gonzo, I guess, in a, you know what I mean? A lot more, actually, Kubrick. Um, well, it's just a Jack Nicholson and shit. Part of it, yeah, for know, sure. Even, uh, what the fuck's his name? Ryan O'Neill and Barry Lyndon. He could carry that shit and he had the it factor. This kind of just rack and tour shit vibe to mm-hmm. it. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. Kirk Douglas and Paz of Glory. He always had that character in the Kubrick shit. Like, yeah. You know, like Slim Pickens, even, or fucking, you know, 
There's yeah. always just somebody. It's a presence. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And unless it's also muted and understated and uh-huh. realistic, that it doesn't feel. You're talking about movie moments. It doesn't have those movie moments where, like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, when you see the Possessor trailer, it looks badass. Yeah. And it is. I'm not trying to shit on it. It's right. Just... I know. Yeah. It's, it's, it's weird in this territory, you know, where you actually kind of dig it, but you just feel like you walked away, not quite. It didn't like overwhelm you or anything, you know? Um, when I, when I picked it, it was solely based on the trailer and the fact that it was, you know, the Cronenberg dynasty or whatever to see what he'd do and everything, which sucks to him to be judged in that respect. You know, so I feel bad doing that too, but it, it is an interesting story, you know, like, I feel like obviously he when he chooses his subject matter and his every other decision he makes, mm-hmm. I'm sure is somewhat colored by that, even by the very fact that he's his father and most people's fathers influence them, period. Yeah, he might have grown up seeing the dailies and shit of exactly. all his movies. And yeah, he was exposed to that world, you know, so, you know, and definitely there was a lot of stuff in it that I think was can be credited to that and that actually made him better like a lot of the when it came to the violent stuff and everything the gore and the, not, that, not that it was gory but you know the uh, the violence i'll say um like i felt like it, it was more expertly handled than it might have been had it not possibly oh yeah and just the fact that it's exposure did that. to that kind of stuff you know so yeah. many movies are trying to be tasteful that's what right. we were talking about in that interview about jack like all these tasteful treatments of hatred but when hatred is distasteful, let's just show it distastefully or whatever. It's like violence is distasteful. In his movie, it was gross and bloody. And um, now there was some hackery, and I don't mean on his part. I mean literal hackery, where she would go. Uh, it felt like Andrea Risebo's character was getting addicted to this license to kill and pushing yeah. it further and further. And instead of just shooting a dude, she would stab him 70 fucking times. It's psychotic yeah. shit. It was, yeah, uh, Jennifer Jason Lee's character questioned that for a second. I mean, it feels like, honestly, and maybe it is just some weird little shadow organization that got this technology and they're just doing this mm-hmm. shit on their own. But if it had any I kind of structure to it, they would have pulled her. They're like, no, mm-hmm. you can't stab somebody seven times. You shoot them. And yeah, they, yeah, they just oh, find another person. Like, on. is she yeah, the exactly. one to do this? Exactly. Why are you going to be sending her back out when she's hacking bodies up and just running mm-hmm. the risk of getting You could probably find some perfect, just almost machine of a person that'll do it exactly the way you want. It doesn't have these fami- familial connections she did and all this shit. And exactly. you know what I mean? Like, there's so many, I mean, even our own, like, CIA and stuff probably has people like that. I'm sure that would be good candidates for this, better candidates. Yeah. Um, but I was gonna say when I chose when I chose this, I didn't know it was an assassin sort of setup. Right. Like, and when I read that in the logline before actually watching it, I was like, oh, hmm. Like, I mean, if they had explained that she just has a genetic predisposition to be better than the average person at this shit mm-hmm, and connects mm-hmm. better yeah, or something, yeah. her brain, but. If they just put that in there as a marker, right? Then you can kind of say, all right, so she's yeah. Allen Iverson. She doesn't Give have prep, she gets leeway. But uh, that felt kind of like I don't know, dude. Feels mm-hmm. like somebody's telling me a story and shit, right? And her motives were, as far as I could tell, it was kind of pretty much financial, right? I mean, other than like you say, she got she got to like uh, act she, on certain impulses or whatever. Right. But I mean, like. The conceit, though, was not that she was being forced into this because where I'm coming from is in terms of like getting behind the character, which I don't think you need to do in a movie for sure. But I was just thinking like the whole time when she was trying to be successful, I was like, well, she's kind of an asshole because she's like taking these innocent people and killing each, forcing them to kill each other. And so I was like so that's out the window as far as me like be, you know sympathizing with her character whether she succeeds in a way i didn't want her to succeed and stuff but i'm like that's okay the organization like is fact. worse than just an assassination organization because you take this other innocent person to ruin their whole exactly life right over. yeah um like the poor fiance or whatever she was you know that he, he truly insidious spoiler alert as always but um so but then I was like, that's cool, though. I don't mind. Like, look at Jack. Yeah, you know, like, I'm sure I'm down to watch a villain operate and stuff. But I just was thinking it, 
you know, it didn't quite make me want to like root for her, which it seemed to want me to do in some weird way. You know what I mean? Like, because when she did start to, you know, lose control and everything, it seemed like that was the, the stakes were that you would want to see her regain control. But I was like, not really. I kind of wanted to see her fail because <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It was kind of a weird dynamic on that front. Um, plus another I think uh, the family thing where well, you said that it seemed like she was just financially yeah. motivated but it also uh, seemed like she just had nothing going on sure but you can she was estranged from her husband and, you know, you know. Like the, i'm just saying this is, is a of course it's worse than almost any other crime against humanity i get like other than genocide chip, but I mean, or rape or whatever but i just mean like it's worse than a normal murder of passion for sure what and do even you think worse, if as they you had, said, than a normal assassin, you know, because she's killing innocents and shit. What if you think they had set up something where it is kind of a, what the fuck was that? Worst. Quantum Leap meets Dexter kind of thing where this organization did research and it found scumbags yeah. to then use the yeah. body of as sacrificial lambs and shit, you know? Yeah. Because that would be interesting um, then because she, she'd be struggling with the mind of the scumbag. Oh, you know there's I mean? that. And also the victims they choose, you know, if it were like more like Dexter, where it was mm -hmm, like you're mm -hmm. targeting bad people, whatever. I mean, all I'm saying is I would find myself rooting for more. I'm not saying that's better because I do. Yeah, I don't like give a fuck about rooting shit for anybody. So, and shit. Yes. No, no, I'm just but I'm just saying like there was a period where it seemed like. Much of it hinged on you wanting you being on her side sort of you know what i'm saying like that the fact that she was starting to falter in her mission and that she might get lost in this dude's mm -hmm, mind mm -hmm. or whatever and all this stuff and i'm just saying those stakes kind of like I, i'm not saying that it 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 should be improved on in any way i'm just saying well, that here's that's something. The, the, what i walked away from i don't need someone to be a good guy you know? i can root for a bad guy though they just didn't really give you much sure. about her to make you give a shit about her as a person at all mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you didn't care if she failed or not, really, you know? What right, I mean? exactly. Yeah, it was kind of hollow, I guess, in that respect. Yeah, if the walls are closing in on a scumbag, I could still empathize for them and be on their side and worry about them if there's something that they give me. Yeah, and I was going to say that something could have been more, like, if she was supposedly this, like, assassin who's done this many times, we got kind of starved or um, denied a lot of that, what could have been, pretty entertaining um you had the opening scene where she went into the body of the hostess and killed the you know whatever the, the rich guy at the fucking the party or whatever mm -hmm. you know like uh the i forget was some ceo type guy um you saw that in like basically the opening se sequence and then you realize she's this assassin who goes into people's minds and possesses them and like you said it could go off the rails if she stays too long or the system deterior deteriorates in any way but then it was basically the next mission where that exactly happened, where like it's suddenly, oh, mm -hmm. shit's not working the way it should and everything. And I felt like they could have had a string of like four or five like interesting, creative, like vignettes of her jumping into different people doing these. these you know, one way they could have done it too. ways and stuff. You know, each time she comes back, drawn out. they give her a mind check. And it's essentially a memory check where she goes through these objects in a box and she's like, this is my grandfather's pipe and shit. So the conceit being that as her mind deteriorates doing this shit she won't know that it's her dad's or granddad's fucking pipe etc and she does it the end start to falter on some items and shit but you could easily do a montage where you just even you show five fucking murders exactly and then you show her faltering though with the box shit. right now it occurred to me do that in a like, minute. when I when I had that thought before to even you know just as as I was watching it that I felt I guess not quite robbed but you know like it was a missed opportunity to show a few more again just creative like exploiting this this mm -hmm. premise you know um and I did think you know a montage would be one way to go but it I wondered if that's even the way I'd want to see it mm -hmm. like I might want to see maybe maybe just like one or two more even like more brief ones but it's just, just like okay now that you know what's there. happening um right but i'm i just think the reason you could even maybe milk it a little more is because it could be entirely different scenarios and things you know like you could push the limit a bit with like what person she's inhabiting and what her target is and stuff you could play with that a, a couple more times and then do this like more just start to speed up in terms mm -hmm. of the and then you come to this one where it all, you know, 
the shit hit, it goes off the rails i guess i'll say it wasn't quite shit hits the fan although it was sort of but you know it wasn't as um it wasn't like it completely like she lost control it was this like kind of struggle you know right. for, for that last bit but anyway that that i just felt like it went right into that like you know scenario where it could have mm-hmm. i feel like because the movie was lacking something in other ways that that feels more like a problem but maybe we wouldn't even be looking at stuff like that as much if it was or i wouldn't but i agree with you but uh, i'm just saying i feel like here's what it is all the ones we just rattled off this what else um upstream color all that kind of shit no sense of humor not a right. single wink not a joke not a fucking mm-hmm. any there was there wasn't a single character in it that had a sense of humor Yes. That's what's crazy. It's just a humorless yes. world. Mm-hmm. All of them were just boring and uptight motherfuckers. Everybody. And yep. sometimes um, like, I just spent an hour and a half with boring, uptight motherfuckers. Another film that's sort of in a weird way uh, this reminds me of is Her with Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah, yeah. But that you know, was kind of in the near future, a little mm-hmm. Black Mirror, like, because Black Mirror itself, this reminded me of a Black Mirror episode, is, in a way. Yeah, very um, much. It, it gets really dark in t- at times, but it also has these whimsical kind of humorous exactly. ones and stuff, too. That's um, huge, dude. The shiny yeah. Jack alone. And all it needs humor. is a dose. Just a, just if a she made one ride joke. Right. You know what I mean? Like, if they asked yeah. her why did she stab him up so much and she had one kind of wry, fucked up answer for it, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you'd be way more on board. And again, just, I get it. Maybe it's humorless work and the people they're killing are all humorless fucks, but it's just, I don't need every movie to be funny whatsoever, but just a right. little injection of something yes, like that. That's all. Some, yeah. And Cronenberg's, the senior, his shit has that. There's kind of a yes, subversive exactly. sense this of humor wink. in all yeah, of his right. shit. You know exactly. what I mean? Exactly. So, this sort of tongue-in-cheek, intentional, almost cheesiness or whatever it is. Yeah. Yes. Um, it's some of it's kind of like funny spider. because these God movies God. being paired together, you know, your pick, God bless America. We could even sweat, <laughs> use this opportunity to get segue into that. It almost suffers from the opposite problem to me. Mm-hmm. That is, it takes something that could have been way more like grounded and like effective and real feeling and like, you know, immediate, immediate um, and made it too light and kind of cheesy and whimsical in a way. Here's but, your um, Lars von Trier obstructions. Brandon Kronenberg ah. has to remake God bless America. Yes. And Bob <laughs> those... has to make possessor. <laughs> Gentlemen, those are your next films. I know you're listening. I want to see Bobcat Goldthwait's possessor more. <laughs> Me too. I'm insane. <laughs> Uh, do you know robin williams i was reading up on him because we got that dead poets thing coming up with a old buddy of ours mm-hmm. um you know i was trying to find out what was robin williams favorite movie mm-hmm. and i couldn't find it because everything that came back was just his favorite movie to work on but he said his favorite wow. director out of all the directors that motherfucker worked with was bobcat goldthwaite world's greatest oh, yeah, and, uh, yeah we saw the, yeah i remember seeing that yeah, yeah. I don't remember how it ended and stuff. Yeah, me neither. I got a common it problem for me, but um, it definitely is. That's a hell of that a was premise. His favorite too. director, though, man. I, that's some shit to hang your hat on. Yes, Robin Williams it is director. to work with, though, right? Yeah, yeah. Or in general, to work with. Okay, okay. Which is great. Yeah, and I guess totally see that. That doesn't surprise me, honestly, at his all. His favorite filmmaking experience, I think. Yeah, Just, makes total yeah. sense, man. Because. You can even tell the way this was shot that Goldthwait isn't he's not being a Kubrick, you know, where it's like 60 takes and shit. Yeah, he's just like having fun himself. You know, this is like he's probably fucking like giddy as hell that he's even able to be making movies and things, you know, when he's making such subversive shit. Yes, that was probably so so much a playground and a sandbox for Robin Williams to push it with subversive improvs and jokes and ideas. Think of these corporate movies. How much fear there is like i feel like there's no fear in a bobcat goldthwaite set you know what i mean so maybe he has some anxiety and he's mm-hmm, self-conscious mm-hmm. but as far as what you're trying to make yeah it's pretty the pressure fearless. is not as definitely can't be as intense for sure because they're not um, trying to be perfect and it's not trying to be something for mass consumption that's what it is everyone's trying to walk that mass consumption tightrope that you know 
that old adage, if you try and please everyone, you please no one. Bobcat Goldthwait knows he's making a movie that's not for everybody. Same as we right. did with Jack. Almost shit. intentionally. Right. Yeah, there's something liberating. Like, that's that part shit. of its design, right? Cronenberg's probably the same way to it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, make shit for your audience. Fuck everyone out there. You want everyone to like your shit? It sucks. If horror, everyone likes your shit, is, it sucks. Horror in particular seems to scratch that itch too of when you were a kid chasing, you know, like uh, or Eddie Murphy, a fucking doo doo on the stick, you know, chasing yeah. girl around with it or whatever. <laughs> like, just like making you. people squirm and shit. And just like, there's a thrill yes. to that. Like, uh, I remember, I think it was Wes Craven being interviewed and he talked about when he was a kid at the dinner table, his dad was describing Alfred Hitchcock to his mom. And the dad, I think I might be mischaracterizing some of it or whatever, as far as who was saying what, but the dads uh, said, yeah, he's this like, or no, the mom was actually going, he's just this disgusting little man who just like makes these terrifying movies. And Wes Craven was like, that sounds awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Sign me up. Exactly. Give me that deviant shit. Remember, it's just like that movie summer school. Interesting. The chainsaw on his body. Yes. Those are the dudes, man. I mean, like we, I just listened again to our same time next year review with Gene and I love the fuck out of that stuff too. So I'm partly talking out of my own ass. Like it's all great, you know, but I'm just saying that's what I appreciate that about that kind of stuff. And I will say, I think it's more thrilling to create that kind of stuff, you know, than like, you know, things that terrify and like, you know, uh, give you goosebumps and stuff than it is to do something that's wholesome, you know. Yeah, there's a vast difference between what I want to consume and create. Yes, exactly. I love that's just little human dramas and shit. You'll see my pick this week is yes, something exactly. I would never fucking make ever. Um, I don't know the last time I thought of a movie that we've picked in any of these incarnations of these shows that I would have made none really. Um, there will be blood. I'm not making that shit. Right, right. It's fucking amazing. It's the best movie ever, possibly. Yeah. Dead Poets like, Society. I'm not making that shit. Yeah. But it's the best. Right. Mean, all of my favorite movies I would never want to make. And it, that's an interesting thing as a creator to like be more like I'm real interested in documentaries and real history, et cetera, you know. Mm-hmm. But I love creating like fantastical things and, you know, again, horror and stuff like, again, we don't believe in ghosts, but I, I like that kind of material, you know, at least not necessarily ghost stories, but, you know, just things that are meant to like be um, chilling and disturbing. Yeah, it's like the response stuff. you want to elicit in yeah. somebody. It's like the- and just like what you enjoy creating, what it excites you creatively, right. you know. Well, like, if you're going to tell a story at a campfire. You're going to tell some meat cute rom-com shit? Right, Fuck exactly. No. I'm going to tell some <laughs> exactly. shit that gets people scared to go back to sleep. <laughs> I couldn't imagine. Could you imagine? Like some, remember those Matthew McConaughey rom-coms, like How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days and Failure to Launch and shit? Like telling one of those around a campfire? <laughs> Fuck. Get out of I here. I just man. remembered something when I was in, um, I must have been like grade school to mid school, somewhere in that range where we went to like a weekend camp sort of thing, like a field trip thing. Both and of us, dude? We did. No, I think it was just oh, for right. my school. And there was a campfire story thing that we told where I played the role of a ghost with a sheet over me. And these people, it was like pre-planned where some of the students would come up and look under the, the sheet and get like terrified and faint. And then you had your dick out under the sheet. (laughs) (laughs) And then they had, I think it was like the phys ed teacher, this burly kind of dude come like, like they, cause they pretended it was random, Mm -hmm. the people they were picking. And then they picked him and had him come. And I lifted my robe or, you know, the sheet up and I fainted from seeing him. (laughs) Like it was supposed to be like, it was like, you know, I was so hideous that people were like, got terrified and faded. And then like he lifts the sheet up and I'm so terrified. I faint the ghost. (laughs) Did you actually faint? And I did. Yeah. I had to fall backwards. I remember too, that it it, like taking longer than I expected to fall. It was like a slope and I'm just like, (laughs) so I had to like pretend I faded. Yeah. Oh, you pretended though. I'm saying, yeah, 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 of course it was was a practical joke. Have you ever fainted in your life? No, no, I don't think me neither. When people faint, I'm like, you 
bitch or what? Bitch. How do you? <laughs> right. I remember in boot camp, they always told us, "Don't lock your knees standing at attention." Mm. I was like, "What the fuck? Don't lock your knees? Why?" Yeah, I remember here. Like, you can faint. Yeah. And I was like, no way. So I would always lock my knees on purpose. Yeah, it didn't. And you're like, I'm not fainting. This is stupid. But I remember one time we're all in formation. I think it was like mail call or something. We're like getting mail. Like, Thornton. Nothing ever for me. I don't think I got a single letter, but all these other dudes are fucking moms and girlfriends. I I feel bad now. Fuck that. I didn't want any fucking mail in there. I just do my time. Fucking anyway. And this dude, just this redheaded guy, he just fucking. Oh shit! <laughs> chin right on the ground. Fucking out cold, concussed, and uh yeah. Later, when he came back from med hole or whatever, they said he just fucking had locked his knees. And but I still, I kept trying. Whether whether it's that, I was like, this shit doesn't. Maybe I just genetically ain't one of them mm-hmm. knee lock pass out people. Fainted, never fainted. Never been knocked unconscious. I mean, certainly people have like imbalances, like iron or whatever it may be in your mm-hmm. blood that you know affects that and shit. So I'm sure it's legitimate with some people, but yeah, I don't. Well, I we've seen old movies where like it. somebody sees something shocking, they're like. <gasps> <gasps> like, right that is a hilarious phenomenon to me right that you're so th- like i believe i've seen it happen in reality like not personally but just that it uh, been has been i don't know i can't think if of anyone watching this has ever example, fainted but... leave a comment and call us I, well i know a woman who fainted um a Did couple of times i don't think so but um I don't think it was diabetes and shit yeah yeah. i was gonna say it wasn't because of um like being like uh terrified or you know getting some shocking news or whatever and fainting and like the the tradition the trope you know that's what i don't buy like i heard like oh my god you got into the school unit because people i'll I'll say this i think i think i get what you're saying i think sometimes it's like a hypnosis effect that people like deceive themselves though like when you say you don't buy it like i think they though might even believe that they're fainting they hypnotize themselves into it in a way i believe i don't think everyone's faking it don't get me wrong exactly like i buy it i'm just saying i don't understand it whatsoever yeah it's so right. foreign and absurd it, 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 I, I get that completely i've had the same thought like really that's even possible like what is wrong yeah. with you dude <laughs> right buck up <laughs> i'm not trying to be some tough guy and shit it's just fainting is weird yeah like, it's almost, if you're, it you're in a like weight you cut and you've been in a sauna and fucking losing nine pounds of water weight in the mm-hmm. last three hours and shit sure but it well here's one thing to to analyze about that like the people who if those who uh, do it at least stereotypically are people who are more like timid or you know like uh just people who take on a social role even of being vulnerable to fainting because something Mm -hmm. like traumatic or something they couldn't take happen and you and i of course went through our whole lives not not being in that like that type right you know or that Mm-hmm. not not that you're born into it i'm just saying that certain people probably more susceptible to it because they've sort of allowed themselves to be that character almost you know that I wonder if it's like a syncope get... thing like their heart skips a beat or some shit because of anxiety or something and it yeah, just fucks their shit i mean up. we definitely are anxious dudes you know we over right that's what i'm saying you know, we get, we i'm get anxious as fuck and i never fainted i've always yeah, I've me neither. I've situations never... where i told you i'm gonna faint i'm gonna faint oh my god yeah anxiety is coming to a head but it never happens Mm-hmm. I just don't get it. It's, I can't imagine. I'm a suck. Shit, I think Sarah said she fainted and cracked her oh. shit open or something. I've known people who've done it. I mean, yeah, like it's just a phys- physical phenomenon too. I'm sure, but like you say, it, like it's this weird, like um, sort of like has got an eight constitution. So they rolled a low constitution <laughs> score, <or something. laughs> right? Exactly. I'm out of shape and um, shit, but I think I got a pretty hardy yeah. constitution. Definitely. I give myself I think cancer by eating fast cancer. food, but I beat it. Yeah, and the, like <laughs> low, low wisdom, high constitution. <laughs> uh, um, so God bless America. I got a fucking piss too, and I think we're like half through this shit. Um, if you want, you can just go piss. But all right, let me do that. I can hear you if you want to bullshit or I'll talk about why I picked it. I guess not that it'll take that long. So piss right, quick. Perfect. Start pissing in buckets like I do old cups and shit um 
I mean, I guess I'll just go ahead and fucking summarize it too. God bless America is about this dude who basically snaps. It's like a falling down, but there's a huge distinction to be made. For those of you who don't know, falling down is about Michael Douglas playing this guy who kind of snaps and it's almost a, if you were to look at it with a 2021 lens, angry white guy movie like he doesn't like the gangs and shit and he's not racist at all and they even have a nazi character in there that he doesn't fucking roll with whatsoever but the point is he's like a republican type like a uptight conservative type who snaps this is the opposite this is like a liberal guy who snaps at all this just meanness in the world and shit um the Michael Douglas character, I don't know why I'm comparing it so much to Falling Down, but they are pretty similar. It's kind of just a guy losing his shit and going on a spree and very much a commentary on society. But in Falling Down, it was all these things that just frustrate us in life and piss us off. And this had more of a morality thing going on where it's he was purely preoccupied with people who were victimizing others or mean to others or just making the world a worse place. Maybe they are more similar than you think. Bobcat Goldthwait was trying to distance himself from it, saying that there is a distinction to be made between their characters, but... Between the falling down character and... Yeah. Oh, really? He actually spoke on that? In a bonus feature I was watching. That's why I like... That's funny because, yeah, I, I actually... That's my first note about God Bless America is how it's... It, why well, I said falling down meets idiocracy meets postal. Yes, idiocracy on the front end though like you know idiocracy was about skipping time into the yes. future where all the dumb people overbred the smart people and it's just <laughs> fucking dystopic and shit it's like this guy it's it's like that old would you go back in time and kill hitler if you could you know it's as if you were put in that position and he's on the very beginnings of idiocracy and got the opportunity to try and stop it you know right, <laughs> right. Like that's what this feels like and like idiocracy, eventually the TV, the reality TV becomes like a farting ass or some shit. Yeah, or just kicking, getting kicked kicking in the nuts. Balls, uh, Dash Shepard, uh, right. watching people getting But in this movie, kicked. too, the TV shows that he was flipping through nailed it. I mean, it is trash. You got these yeah, the American Idol type motherfuckers, shit. American Idol shit where they're making fun you of You think you know bowling? Suck it. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, the teenage bad girls throwing their tampons at each other and shit or whatever. Um, yes. All that kind of shit. The reality no. TV. No, that, that was half the movie just... to me was like, I mean, maybe not literally time-wise, but in terms of the experience of it was him just flipping channels and just watching. Yes. It was like this, you know, you're watching human TV, you know, it's like sort of like the montages in Jack, not to go back to Jack, right. again, but the like, you know, with or without those two things, like it, it would, it definitely adds this extra flavor and sort of is half the experience, you know, just cutting yeah. around to these. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And it just keeps references bringing home the point that this is the world we live in and it is gross as fuck and we should reject it. He's just mm -hmm. a psycho who also erroneously thinks he has a fucking brain tumor in it. Right. So. He's at his wits end. He's like, fuck it. I'm gonna, instead of killing myself, I'm going to go kill this sweet 16 chick who's a fucking nightmare and yelling at her parents because they got her a Prius instead of an Escalade or whatever the fuck it is. You know what I mean? Just the spoiled, rotten fucking reality TV darling. He's just like, I'm going to go kill this bitch instead and then kill myself. But uh, along the way, he meets this twisted teen Roxy who kind of becomes... Here's another thing he said. The two movies that he thought about when he made this was Network and Badlands. Mm -hmm. It's totally Badlands a combination to of those like, two. like Bonnie and Clyde, Natural exactly. Born Killers, you know. The yeah, exactly. couple on the run, just fucking raising But hell. it's a platonic. There is a romance to that too. Version, which is awesome. There's this whole it's it's platonic and she's this teen right. girl and she's like, Do you think I'm Even pretty was protective of her and stuff? Yes. Yeah. And I love how he just won't answer it. He was principled as fuck, dude. Yes. To a this fault. This is Bill Murray's brother, by the way. <clears throat> 
Joel oh, was Murray. it? I didn't even know that shit. Yeah, you know, there's like ten of those wow. motherfuckers, those Murrays. Really? Really? Um, no, I had no Brian idea. Conan Doyle. Like a Baldwin, anti-Baldwin, or not anti, I guess they're... Yeah, somewhere. only a few of them are in the, That's not the right business. Word. I think it's like nine or ten boys and a sister uh, who's a nun. Talk about shit. sibling rivalries. <laughs> right. <The> Chicago <laughs> yeah. family just... But uh, yes, Bill Murray's brother, Joe Murray, fucking crushed it. He was crazy. Yeah, I did not know that was uh, Murray. That's wild. Um, I didn't research this at all. I saw a bit where he was talking about how Bobcat sent him the script. He's like, this is pretty interesting. Who do you want me to play? Like the pedophile or like the uh, asshole at work or something? He's like, no, uh, Frank. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Well, Bobcat has sent him the script. Or whatever. He's just, he didn't or think he, he was meant for him to be the lead. He's like, yeah, yeah. Frank, dude, be fucking Frank. And he's nice. Like, what? I love it. Uh, yeah, exactly. Some left field casting and shit. Mm-hmm. And the girl, she was just another one of those Nickelodeon child. She was a killer in this shit. She, she was. was. She was great, yeah. <laughs> I kept like superimposing christina ricci on her for some reason mm. which is probably from like the, kind of the bangs the hair the shape yeah of the head. there's some that shit yep. almond head and shit um but yeah that like timing is the, great though what is her comedic timing is fucking oh yes yeah. no she was great no i'm not saying that that would have been better i just kept like thinking yeah, yeah. she seemed like well, it's almost she was more wholesome than Christina Ricci, which made more it even more perfect. Yeah, 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 yeah you know right. I mean? That's true. Well, I, I think I'm just thinking of like Monster. She sort of played that role, and mm-hmm. um, and what was the Vincent Gallo one, uh, Buffalo, Buffalo sixty six. You know? Yeah, oh, uh, legendary. Yes. It's a fucking beautiful movie. Um, but you know, yeah, she like it's that she. It was that character, sort of. You know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but to speak to the overall premise of the movie watching through it it was like it's it felt a little vicarious in a way like it was mm-hmm. like all the grievances you know goldthwaite had or more even generally just you know the you know middle-aged white dude or whatever uh with like these values and things like set over the edge and like sort of a wish fulfillment thing going down um, which isn't a knock. I'm just well, saying. It's the great irony, though. Of He said, in, I only watched like five minutes of this 40-minute feature, unfortunately, but uh, there's actually a commentary track with him and the two co-stars. So probably fucking great. Yeah. I watch it sometime. Fun. But uh, mm-hmm. he said this stemmed from basically just him and his wife and his daughter wanting to get guns and kill people because of what they saw oh, and they were discussing it really <laughs> like they would joke about it at home like uh-huh. should we should just find these reality tv fuckers and just kill yeah. them and shit and that, well like um you know joker recently had that moment you know the yes. rupert popkin things all, all that kind of stuff like mm-hmm. it gets into that territory and my my personal stance on that is i won't like i, I wish i could use the word offended without Mm-hmm. you know having the the connotation your sensibilities are offended my but sensibilities you're not. are offended because like i'm like as idiotic as these you know american idol type characters are and you know the the 16 year old that you mentioned that got the wrong car for her birthday or whatever graduation mm-hmm. whether they deserve to die for that of course not you know right so and, well bobcat said that of course, I don't advocate anyone go out and get a gun and fucking. But that's what that's what movies are. I made a movie yeah. about it instead of doing it, right? You know I and mean? exactly. we talk about doing it. I, I made did a movie. it in uh, this creative, productive like way. Frank, instead. Yeah. the way Frank, Joel Murray's character goes off to his coworker and shit. That guy, his mm-hmm. fucking bro, yes. dude next to him. Yeah, I was like, he should have a podcast, right? That's the Put your gun now. down, have a podcast, and wreck shop. He would. I'd exactly. listen to that shit all yeah, day. Yeah, compelling as fuck. Yeah, because he's right about almost everything, and I mean, his whole point—it's so noble. That's the thing. That's the psycho about it. The fact that you think people should die for being shitty. Mm-hmm. It's like no, of course, condemn their shittiness, but for it's like how shitty are you killing people dude come on right exactly like it's way shittier than anything this chick's complaining about her fucking not getting escalated or whatever what happens when you turn that high power perception on yourself <laughs> what was that from? mr lector uh yes. fucking yeah. science of the lambs <laughs> again probably not verbatim <laughs> what do you see when you turn that high power perception um but yeah that's that's sort of the the 
dichotomy with movies like this. So it's it's sort of like they're this almost like a fantasy land kind of right. And you it know, is cool that it's honest in that regard that you kind of yes. have these thoughts like, man, yeah. I just want to get a gun and shoot all these scumbags. Uh-huh. Exactly. So like you don't. Well, I was it, thinking about that. Like, yeah. I mean, to show this in like straight up non whimsical fashion, like, like you said, what if you swap directors? PSH or some shit. Yeah, just... or swap these directors. You know, Cronenberg, um, Brandon mm-hmm. Cronenberg mm-hmm. shot this. Amazing. You know, like it would be amazing, but it also would be like too. Well, like the director of the real. movie I'm picking next. Like, if he were to direct this shit, just some straight okay. up. Um, we talk about very similar to and shit all the time. Just straight up um, realistic. Oh, I know Hollywood bullshit. I'll also say one of the reasons I picked Possessor is because it's relatively new. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I've been wanting to watch I, it, so thanks for picking me it. Me too. Yeah, that's another reason. Just it's a good excuse to go ahead and check it out. Um, but I, I am totally like, I, 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 I don't know if you plan on picking a movie during this conversation. I think we still have a decent amount of time so we can get into that. But I, I feel like I haven't explored enough what my next one would be but mm-hmm. i have a couple in my back pocket but like the one i want to bring out is like so ridiculous dude you like, did fatty drives the bus and it was maybe <laughs> one of my favorites of all the yes. fucking old cinephiles you did on holy clowns or whatever um yeah i don't know how much but i have a few that. others that would be pretty good pretty interesting to talk about and i want you to see you know but but uh anyway. should we do any of the I only brought that up because you alternate reality casting or stars oh, yeah. for these shits, rating them. Are we going to get in any of those kind of games as we do these or whatever? Uh, what we could think? go in letterboxed and do stars and shit of all yeah. these or something, but I don't know. The stars are, I don't know. That's iffy. Yeah. It's especially the more you do, it's just because I don't really even like that, I, that way of looking right. at things. Right. Well, even with the Jack reviews, like you read a whole review of like Cactus Jack and be like, okay, I get the impression this person, it wasn't for them, but a lot of the things they are saying that they would consider are negatives would be positives for me if I were it's seeking out a mystic. Yeah. And like it's uh, disturbing to watch, et cetera, you know, like a challenge and every, everything. Um, I mean, it's like music. I mean, there's people who like your know, crazy, weird avant-garde, like, you know, jazz or Mr. Bungle and shit like that. That's, that is literally a challenge to listen to, but that's part of the appeal. And there's some people who would just rather sink into, you know, just a comfortable country pop type thing or whatever. And that's their bag, you know? I think my, my thing is, the problem is the scoring, the ratings, all that. It's like, just speak on it. Well, and that's let people infer going, yeah. for themselves right. if you... Yes. make it sound like it's based on what you not. say about it right like you just said you're and saying you a review a where it sounds like something i want to see reflect. and then they're like one star don't exactly see like, Wait. right well it's one star because that's what you're into you know but for someone else like myself it might be a four or five you know right, that whole star shit i'm just saying like on exactly. this i think let's not because i'd rather just converse about them agree that's what it is yeah. a movie's made yeah to sometimes make you, you don't... converse not to rate it and shit it's gross when you think about it. The whole system, Rotten Tomatoes, is gross. Yeah, it's either IMDb, rotten or fresh, or uh, even the two thumbs up system is a little too like binary. You know, it's like, but that's not really that. That's something they summarize with, but like they really talk about everything in detail. Yeah, but and their thumbs up thing is saying it's a personal preference. Yes, which I guess the stars are too, but it right. feels more like an objectification of the film. Yeah, with these stars, well, like and in, ratings in and say shit. the Olympics, when you might hold up like the judges hold up rating cards or whatever, it's somewhat at least more objective. It's based on the things that execution technique you know, that are like you yeah, know technique is exactly, what a perfect you know, technique is. How far from it is it? But this whereas is whereas with the film, it's subjective exactly. Um, so, so yeah, yeah I don't think we have to fuck with that. And <laughs> neither of these movies really lend themselves to casting alternate casting or anything as much as i love mm-hmm. those games again like a serious bill murray and christina ricci <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, don't worry dude was cause... great i mean <laughs> he is great he's still like, a lot right now. well i'm saying joel murray dude from this movie oh i thought you said bill no yeah was Bill's out there. when you said was in the past tense i was like oh, no i mean he was great in this movie like yeah, yeah 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 i was like i don't know if i've ever noticed him he's been in a ton no, of shit either don't know if I ever noticed him. Hmm. If he jumped out to me, but uh, 
now it makes me want to look. He has a him. very everyman kind of like, especially some of the work he just did with his eyes and shit was good acting. Yeah. <laughs> his delivery is pretty good. Mm-hmm. It's fucking rants. pretty perfect for the role. And uh, yeah, I mentioned it reminded me of Postal. Have you ever seen that or even? I still have not seen Postal, dude. I haven't I seen to. it its entire. Yeah, UV Ball on here. What's his favorite movie? <laughs> yes, he was with Deep Fat Fried. They actually fucking tore him a new asshole reviewing him as a director, yeah, and he right. actually said he's a major YouTuber, and he offered to go on their show and uh, listen to that. And it was they act, by the end, of course, they're all best buddies and stuff, you know, because that's what tends to happen, you know. Right. But um. Which is a good thing, you know. It's you just try like box them like that critic. Critics suck though. Well, like that that um fucking Teddy Roosevelt quote I read about critics or I posted on that little Cactus Jack group thing. It's perfect. That what was sorry? That Teddy Roosevelt quote about critics oh, yes. essentially. Yeah, definitely. I mean, honestly, shut the fuck up. Go make something. Right. If you want to just talk about it and have a discussion, that's fine. If you don't ever want to be criticized sure don't bother to do anything daring then you know or that was essentially that was the, the bezos one yeah oh that was, was Be- what was the roosevelt one then it was long but it was like it, kind it of is. the same thing i guess it's like you're not in the arena you're not the ones who spill blood yeah yeah, yeah basically yeah. you have nothing on the line you just watch some right. shit and somebody spent years making it and fucking you watch it an hour and a half and then in two minutes just tear it down and shit yeah off. i was thinking that with these too you know it's like uh in general any any person who ever goes out and makes a movie you know that alone earns you if not yeah. you know one uh two at least one star for sure i mean you know obviously that's kind of the minimum at a minimum anyway but yeah it almost feels like i feel like if I mean, you really get Uber two stars drivers, and it has to do something fucked up to lose that star to go to one star like you know like I mean? when i rate like uber drivers and shit i'll always do five unless like they really fucked up and then i'll go four you know? <laughs> i just like especially when it might affect your livelihood and shit that's true too like with these creators as well you know it's like why fucking torpedo someone shit it's just like fucking you, you just know. go into everything you can look at these people who give a one or half star review like on some of our shit and then you go look through and it's just like slews of it Right. Like, oh, they give everything fucking one just star. Trolling, Fuck yeah. Off. yeah. But like, again, those people, you're giving everything one star. What the fuck have you done? Right. What have you exactly. made? I'm Garbage. A- Get out of here. Totally. Put your balls on the Fuck table. Ladder, all that shit's trash, really. We review movies here. We don't review them, we discuss them. Exactly. Whole different thing. Yes. Yeah, always run it. It, it, it seems like anytime. You might even comment in general, but especially when it comes to these these kinds of discussions, whenever you comment on something, it sounds like you're criticizing it. Mm-hmm, Sometimes mm-hmm. you you have to like couch everything you say so it doesn't come across as like just because I'm observing this that I consider it a problem. You know, right? Like exactly. I, I find, with both these films, I find that a lot that I might say. You know, I didn't find myself rooting for a character, but I'm not saying that's a bad thing either. You know, it's not. A criticism exactly it's just an observation it's just right. that's my experience of watching the film that's all and even this know. is super subjective and personal but it kind of boils down to did i feel like i want those that hour and a half or two hours of my life back i don't feel with right. either of these right. i want my time Same. back yeah they were good I'm movies great. i'm glad i watched them exactly sure. yeah i mean they're really good movies kind of they are yeah they're well above average both of them for sure yeah um I mean, they're the kinds of films I don't know will have anyone pick as their favorite movies ever. You know what I mean? Like one of my favorite movies. Well, I can see that's an interesting thing to do with these. Out of these two movies, when we do these double features, which one do you think is more likely to be someone's favorite movie? I'd say God Bless America is more likely to be someone's favorite. Yeah, because it resonates with scratch certain itches that aren't scratched by other films and things. And that, yeah, that just like um, key in on you strike a chord with certain people's sensibilities and stuff whereas possessor was a bit more of uh i mean it's it's just by its nature harder to resonate here's the thing with possessor and this is something that modern films we've talked about before with the slick production value and shit you even mentioned earlier on if you took all the fucking beautiful bokeh and depth of field and all the cool lighting and shit away. Which almost make it worse. That's what I'm saying. If you took all that yeah. away, would this be engaging? 
Right. I don't know, man. And they're not mutually ex- exclusive. That's one of the, the frustrations with this exactly. film is that you could have something that has this really just it, it was dripping with mood and, you know, tone i guess i'll say you know like it's tone i really appreciate that shit like when absolutely it almost made like it you know there have been moments when i've been in cities you know in boston or new york or wherever where san francisco whatever it may be where you're just on the street where it is like you feel like you're almost in the future or something like everything's just this way the buildings are the architecture and the lights and um especially at night it evoked that like um eyes wide shut kind of did that you know tom cruise going through through the streets of new york and stuff where you're just like this is fucking surreal man like the red i got that feeling from this you know like the the one thing i appreciated was those sometimes it it would really take its time in transition kind of moments where it would be just the cityscape and it did this kind of cool thing where it would just slowly like just tilt the camera oh yeah i love that shit yeah and and just to immerse you in this like it does not the colors were great too. Anything. it's just yes the yeah, use of it, colors like long car y type just color paletting it's awesome mm-hmm. it's visually fucking sumptuous really it does suck yeah. you in i feel like i'm giving it short shrift Me just too. because i'm saying it didn't I mean, it's pretty excellent technically yeah. an achievement really Right. Um, some of the yeah, trippy I mean, visuals. I thought about that too. Yeah, just as yeah. I was watching it, just like even just getting the shot, setting it all up, you know, the locations, the actors, the DP, the whoever effects, the fuck the it was, smashed it. Beautiful. Um, well, let me talk about that, though. That depth of field yeah. shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of. There's almost some film schoolish about it or something. That it's, I could see it if you're really trying to make an intentional shot where I want to isolate this character and set them away from their setting. I want to hyper focus on this character where the rest of the world becomes out of focus. But to do it all the time just feels kind of, it's a stylistic choice, but I don't know. It's interesting. Hyper, I like it. Hyper focus on the character, like, you know, in terms of actually the, the, the way it's shot. Yes, because what that depth of field does, it makes everything field. else yeah. out of focus except yeah. them. So it's yeah. almost like they're apart from the world instead of a part of right. the world. Yeah, and I just don't know. Yeah, if that's it's true. Because like best like, choice um, to make, it looks like cool, Kubrick. but it's like because yeah, Cooper doesn't do that shit. Yeah, it's more wider shots. Everything's in, in focus. More Coen brothers don't really do it. Uh huh. These wide angle lenses where everything's kind of, you know Haneke. what I mean. Yeah. So it feels yeah. almost just kind of. I want every like a crutch sort of you but know, if yeah, you're really yeah, yeah. again if you're trying to set that character apart and it's like mm-hmm. i want to like someone looks at someone they love or something and that's the only thing in focus like then it's intentional and it makes sense or think of those right. scenes in god bless america where use it for effect there's yeah. all the paparazzi crowd and shit and right you notice you're losing yourself in it, you can do it yeah there, exactly you know? yes very you want to highlight something, but to do it all the time is just kind of because like, it is beautiful and cool, like your bokeh and you know all that stuff. But yeah, I think you're you hit the nail on the head. Use it when you need it as a tool, you know, as something to because like, in the real world, when you, we move around, you're not seeing shit like that unless you have shitty eyes like I do and everything's bokeh. <laughs> it almost feels like putting on airs or like try yeah. hard or affected, you know, it's like it doesn't feel, yeah, I don't know, I don't know. Uh, again, I appreciate uh, I the look of it, but it's it's cheap. Anyone yeah. could do that. Any DP well, here's with a decent thing. lens and shit can do yeah. that. Yeah, and that's not a problem. It's not that it's a problem to use. It is in a way, though, because I definitely do appreciate, like, Henry, a portrait of a serial killer and fucking taxi yes. driver and shit. You know, Put just I prefer something that's gritty. It just, yeah, you feel like you're in the fucking room. Um, this stuff feels more like a music video or something, which, again, you can appreciate. You know, it's like a different category, mm-hmm. but um and this one at least does blur the lines between realities and shit kind of you know it's the same reality but it's like who's Mm -hmm. you know maybe that's how it feels to be in this other person's body that everything is kind of out of focus and shit and another thing about possessor i'll say too that i appreciated was the sort of like the thing vibes where you didn't know who was possibly compromised or not you know like where suddenly be 
a character that you thought was sort of a side character was actually in on the whole thing and also being hijacked or or they're just a you know collaborator on some level you know and the sort of paranoia and just shifting povs and things as a result of all that that's like i think that was kind of what probably or one of the main things that that turned cronenberg and whoever else was involved on to this that it, it, like with kill switch with us and stuff that you can play with these things where like you know who's in control right now mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um who can you trust the paranoia all that stuff is cool yeah the thing about our kill switch shit not to we always end up talking about our own projects on here is that it's this guy jumping into other 